Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. the bar come on and pull up a seat and open up your bible what a wonderful feast the living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet this is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news in light of the scripture we are here to serve you we're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces this is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it and this is for the truth lovers biblically performing preaching christ to the nations yeah welcome to the of reformation yeah the bar biblical and reformed welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne in the building super excited to be in here another tuesday your favorite podcast coming through your speakers your earbuds and all that good stuff and man i have been so blessed uh, by Ligonier and 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 all of the the guests we've had in the past, and this gentleman, I had to have him on. Um, I, I can honestly say that I, I probably hear his voice every morning when I listen to uh, Renewing Your Mind, and uh, and and it's definitely a pleasure and an honor to have on Mr. Lee Webb. How are you, sir? Dwayne, it's a, it's an honor to be on your on your podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and you guys, you can hear that that radio voice, uh, Mr. Webb has, and and that I covet, you know. But you know, thank God for for forgiveness of sin. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dwayne, I wish I I wish I could take credit for it, but uh, you and I both being uh, reformed believers, it's it's strictly God's providence, and, and I it's that's right. Gift of, and I'm 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 honored and delighted uh, and thankful to be able to to use it for God's glory here at Ligonier Ministries. Yes, sir. That's awesome. So what I like to do uh, is um, let my guests give like a background. This is your chance. See, a lot. I've realized this. A lot of people don't get a chance to tell their story. And, you know, especially, you know, with you with the segment before and after, you know, every now and again. So this is your chance to tell your background, whether you want to be professional or personal, however you want to do it. And uh, basically where you started to to where you are now, you have the floor. Well, Dwayne, thank you for asking. Um, I, I, I hope I don't bore your audience to death, but I, I, I'll give you a, a quick <laughs> no way. sketch. Uh, I, I was born and raised in Pompano Beach, Florida, and um, uh, went to uh, graduated from Auburn University. And uh, while I was at uh, in college, 
I, I began my radio career there, and uh, uh, after I graduated, was fortunate enough to to get a job as a uh, sports reporter and anchor for the NBC affiliate in Montgomery, Alabama. And uh, wow. just loved every minute of that. I, I, I've always been a sports fan. I was a, 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 a very average athlete in high school, but I love sports, particularly football. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I knew I wasn't I, I wasn't destined to play when one of my coaches noted that um, in a practice one day he, he he hollered out Webb you have deceptive speed you're you're slower than you look <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, but uh, it, it was a lot of fun, Dwayne, to be able to mm-hmm. uh, begin my career in, uh, in sports and had a great opportunity to, to, to meet and to interview some of the, the, the big figures in sports. Uh, Coach Bear mm-hmm. Bryant at University of Alabama, when I first started back in wow. the 70s, of course, was in his heyday at the, with the Crimson Tide and, and uh, then later moved to Miami where I was uh, – a sports anchor for the NBC affiliate there and did a weekly interview segment uh, on our newscast with head coach Don Shula and covered the Dolphins uh, during some of their Super Bowl runs and and then later went to Boston uh, to, to cover sports and, and there covered the, the great Celtic teams with Larry Bird and uh, Danny Ainge and, uh, wow. you know, and that group and, and had a great time doing that. But I, as, as, as I, uh, after I was married and we, my wife and I started a family, I realized I was traveling far more than I wanted to in my job covering sports <laughs> and had an opportunity to make, make the transition from being a sports anchor to a news anchor and took a job uh, back uh, here in my home state of Florida in Jacksonville with um, uh, a station uh, to be a, a weeknight news anchor and enjoyed that very mm. much. Throughout that time, um, my wife and I were both raised in, in Christian homes, um, mm-hmm. but but I, I, I knew I was a Christian, but uh, to, to be honest with you, I began, my wife and I began to listen to Christian radio, and this was in the uh, the mid '80s, Dwayne, when I, I started listening mm-hmm. to people like uh, Chuck Swindoll and Dr. James Kennedy, and and my wife and I were both raised in a mainline Protestant denomination, and it, it struck us that what we were hearing on on the radio as we would drive around town or I would go to work was not what we were hearing from the pulpit of our church. And uh, the, the, the church also began to get involved in some very liberal uh, cultural and political things that I, I, I just, just did not relate to and, and, and really could not understand uh, why the church was involved in that sort of thing. And uh, mm-hmm. so we made the conscious decision to, to leave that, uh, not only that church, but the denomination as well. Uh, it was a painful decision because uh, that's where I came to faith as a young as a young boy, and right. uh, my parents had remained faithful to to that church. But we we made that decision by God's providence. Um, we ended up in a in a church in the Presbyterian Church in America, the PCA. And I'm sure that mm-hmm. some of your listeners may be familiar with that. And um, it, it, I we we walked into that church, Dwayne, after a long search. We we attended and visited a lot of different churches that were quite good, but I had never heard preaching quite like that. And mm. uh, it, it turns out the preacher, uh, the pastor of that church, 
uh, had been a student of Dr. R.C. Sproul's at Reformed Theological Seminary in Jackson, Mississippi. And uh, so we, we began attending, and we knew within uh, a couple of weeks that this is where we wanted to plant ourselves and become members. And um, the trajectory of our of our faith and our understanding of who God is really began to take off. And it was through that ministry of that local church there in Jacksonville, Florida, that we really began to get exposed to uh, Reformed theology. Uh, and, and Dr. Sproul was a, a big part of that. But the pastor, mm-hmm. the, the second week that I was there, gave me a copy of, of a magazine called Table Talk. And I had never never heard of that before in my life. I, I asked, what is this? And he said, well, it's published by uh, my seminary professor, Dr. R.C. Sproul. And uh, I said, well, that's interesting. And so I read it, and it was quite profound, the articles and the daily devotions. Mm-hmm. And so I began subscribing to that. And at the same time, the adult Sunday school class in that in that church was uh, was showing a video at teaching series by Dr. Sproul called The Holiness of God. And, wow. <laughs> uh, we, we found we we found that teaching to be quite profound and I, things that I had never contemplated before in my life. Um, and I, I realized as as R.C., is 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 fond of saying that God is is a God who plays for keeps and he is not to be trifled with. He is holy mm-hmm. and we are not. So I began to understand and my wife began to understand uh just who God is and who who we are and the enormous gulf uh, that ex- that exists between God and sinful man. And this was life changing. It was like being born again, again. I've, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that's not possible, but it was <laughs> it was a life changing experience for for both my wife and for me. Wow, that's amazing. So, because uh, you know that that story, man, um, it just it just it rings because you know you you were in a situation where you know you didn't like it where it was going and you was willing to look and search out. Um, and that, that rings to me. Cause that's the same thing I, I did in my journey. You know, uh, I, I wasn't liking what I was seeing around and it wasn't matching up with what I was reading. And that's what led me to reform theology. And, uh, and that's, that's awesome. So you, uh, you encountered him through your, your, uh, your pastor. Let's talk about how, I guess you, uh, started working for Ligonier, I guess, leaving the news anchor, you know, uh, job or whatever steps in between that. I don't know if it was from there to there, but let's talk about that part. Well, uh, it, it was, it's been, uh, there's quite a few years that, uh, that passed before I came to work here at Ligonier, but I'll kind of give you the cliff notes version, if you will, of, of what okay. happened at, at the same time. It's it's very interesting. I mentioned that first edition of Table Talk that my pastor had given me. It was the February issue. I'll never forget this. It was the February issue, 1990, and the title of that particular issue is "What Gutenberg What Gutenberg Hath Wrought," and it was about the, the impact that Gutenberg's printing press had on the expansion of uh, and the spread of the gospel. And many of the articles in that table talk, Dwayne, dwelt with what I do or what I did at that time in the media and reporting on Mm -hmm. the news. And I began to to understand that this reformational 
Reformed theology uh, permeates or should permeate every aspect of my life, including my job. And so I began mm-hmm. to see what I did for a living as a news anchor and a journalist uh, in, a, in a whole new light. And so I, I began to see that, you know, that, that much of what the news media was, was communicating on a daily basis, not just where I was working, but, uh, you know, in newspapers and in television newscasts uh, on, a, on a national scale, were really not telling the truth about a lot of things, particularly about mm. the hot-button cultural issues that, uh, that we were dealing with at the time, namely um, abortion. And uh, so I, I began to be a little bit more outspoken, if you will, behind the scenes uh, in, mm-hmm. in my newsroom about the way we were covering certain issues. Um, in in 1993, so that when we began attending, became members of that church in 1990. In, in 1993, I agreed to give a a speech to a group of politically active Christians in in, in Northeast Florida. And in that speech, I, I, I said that we hear complaints every day that the media are biased. And I'm here to tell you it's true. And right. uh, unbeknownst to me in that, uh, in, in that speech of about, uh, in that room of about 200 people was a reporter who clandestinely uh, uh, wrote a story. He was there under an assumed name and wrote a story that basically accused me of, of aiding and abetting the Christian right. And wow. uh, I, I was promptly suspended without pay once that uh, article came out. And uh, I served a three-day suspension in my job. But what it did, Dwayne, was bring to light the, uh, the internal uh, uh, struggle that I was having, you know, being a, a Christian in a particularly mm-hmm. open and public uh, profession. Uh, a year later, I ended up losing my job, but they didn't renew my contract. And I went to work then in 1994 for the Christian Broadcasting Network. And I worked there for 19 years uh, where, I, where I had the opportunity to report the news from a, a Christian perspective. Uh, so that's gotcha. where I, I spent the, the lion's share of my career as a as a television journalist, and uh, I'm grateful for that opportunity. But uh, about five years ago, I had the privilege of meeting Chris Larson, who is the president and CEO of Ligonier Ministries, and he knew of my connection to Ligonier, and we began to talk, and they were looking for a new host for the radio program and uh, someone who could kind of be a, uh, you know, a door opener, if you will, to Ligonier Ministries. And I, I, I was... Uh, more than happy to to take that right. job, and it, it's been such a thrill to be here and to work with Chris, and and more importantly to, to work with Dr. Sproul um, on a weekly basis. And I, I'm I'm enjoying. I'm, I'm late in my career, um, turned 64 three months ago, but I'm enjoying uh, this late stage in my career where I can. Uh, you know, sit in a studio with Dr. Sproul and talk about things of eternal significance. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. I, I, wow, I love that. I really do. Um, and I guess my next question, uh, and, and I guess it's kind of my signature Ligonier guest question, um, share with uh, my folks your favorite 
Dr. Spro's moment, whether it be funny or whatever. You can oh, one or two, it don't matter. I think I think uh Steve <laughs> Steve Nichols shared too, so you know, you 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 you're more than welcome to up him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has such a wonderful sense of humor and he and I share a great interest and a great passion for sports. So we love to talk about sports. We love to engage each other in sports trivia contests, and he usually wins. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> as many of, many of your podcast listeners will know, uh, R.C. is originally from Pittsburgh and uh, mm-hmm. uh, is a huge uh, Pittsburgh sports fan, and he, he loves the Steelers. Uh, right. But uh, let's see. I, I'm trying to think of of, of an instance that um, – uh, this this is kind of a funny experience that that happened early on. I was uh, doing an interview with Dr. Nichols and Dr. Mm-hmm. Sproul uh, uh, for uh, an edition of, of of Renewing Your Mind, and we were talking about church history and the importance of studying church history. And I'd heard mm-hmm. Dr. Nichols the day day before talking about the the Barman Declaration. Now I'd never heard of the Barman Declaration, but apparently mm-hmm. it was it was uh, something that uh, that uh, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, uh, the uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Forgive me for uh, letting his name slip my mind, but Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and I believe this was before. Uh, it could have been at the early part of World War II, but it was during Dietrich Bonhoeffer's ministry. There were a group of of Lutheran pastors, I believe this is the way the story goes, but German pastors mm-hmm. who signed what was called the Barman Declaration, and it was sort of uh, you know a poke in the eye to Hitler and the Nazi regime. And uh, of course, Barman, uh, uh, of course, Bonhoeffer later lost his life and was executed for, uh, you know, his his very Christian stand. But uh, mm-hmm. so, but but anyway, I wanted to know more about that, this Barman Declaration. But in the next day in the interview, uh, I'm I'm rephrasing the question to Dr. Sproul and to to Dr. Nichols, and I say, and I'd, the name of the, the declaration had slipped my mind, and I called it the Barnum Declaration. And uh, so <laughs> we, we did we did the we did the interview, and the, the the program ended, the recording ended, and after we got through, uh, RC looked at me, said, Lee, we need to go back, and you need to re- restate the name of that declaration. It was not the Barnum Declaration, it was the Barman Declaration. And I said, Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's right. That was my mistake. Let's re- re-record that part of it. <laughs> but he looked at me and he, wow. he smiled. He looked at me and said, but you do know there is a Barnum Declaration, don't you, Lee? And I said, no. He said, you know what it is? I said, no. He said, there's a sucker born every minute. <laughs> 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 Referring to P.T. Barnum, a Barnum and Bigger right, Circus. Right. That, was, that was a great <laughs> phrase, that P.T. Barnum. There's a sucker born That's every minute. That's funny. He he just, he he never, you know, he he is 78 years old, Dwayne, but he he never misses a beat. And he's got a wonderful sense of humor. And uh, I I just, we, we, the entire staff just lights up anytime he comes into the studio because he's going to be filled with with one joke or with one riddle or with one piece of trivia. uh, And and he just makes the room light up. It's it's a real privilege to uh, to just sit in the room with him and talk with him. 
Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That is so awesome. Yeah, I, I'm gonna tell you like I, I tell everybody else. Make sure you get you guys let them know that uh, that Dwayne from Turkey, North Carolina. <laughs> we, I got mad love for him, man. I mean, like, like so influential in my uh, in my growth and my understanding and books and videos. Uh, just just let him know he he got a little little guy down here. Uh, in this corner cheering them on. <laughs> well, listen, I, I will, it, it, it will give me great pleasure to do that, Dwayne. And, and, you know, I can't, I, I'm an interviewer by trade. Now you're interviewing me, but do you mind if I ask you a question or two? Oh, sure, man. <laughs> go ahead. Look, look, Todd, Todd, Frill, Todd Frill did the exact same thing when he came on. So go ahead. <laughs> well, it, 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 it was such a delight to receive your invitation, and, and I, I'll tell you why on a number of occasions, it, it, uh, on a number of levels. One, because I, I just enjoy talking to people about um, the Christian faith, and right. particularly about the Reformed faith, and, and what God has done for me personally. But but it delighted me to, to see that you, you're not, you, you are a Christian who also embraces Reformed theology, mm-hmm. and um, and it, it's exciting to us here at Ligator Ministries to see an increasing number of, of African-American believers who are embracing uh, reformed theology. And I'd like to know where mm-hmm. how, your journey, how did, how did, how did this <laughs> ring, ring resonate with you? Gotcha. Well, uh, my, my listeners have actually heard this story a few times, so you guys bear with me while I say it again. But um, I, I originally uh, was a uh, missionary Baptist, um, moved to Greenville, South Carolina, and fell into the uh, Presbyterian, not Presbyterian, I'm sorry, my bad, <laughs> fell into the uh, Pentecostal Word of Faith uh, mm-hmm. camp and was on staff at one of the biggest churches in Greenville. Um, and, uh, and through that kind of went into some, some, um, some, uh, I guess you could say, uh, uh, new apostolic reformation, you know, there was the apostles and all of that. And what, what all of that, I guess was, was me wanting answers. Uh, I ran into a gentleman now about 10 years ago that, uh, challenged me on my faith. Uh, he was not a Christian. And he provide he had questions that I couldn't answer. So in a journey of trying to understand what I believed and why I believed it, I went through those those camps. You know, I went through the whole word of faith and and whole, you know, New Apostolic uh, Reformation. And while, you know, doing that, I actually created a Facebook page called Be Not Deceived because I started to see inconsistencies in, you know, word of faith and, and, and charismatic movement. And so the be not deceived page, basically what I did is I, I, I wanted to expose the inconsistencies and it was funny cause I was still a part of the camp and I went through that journey and, uh, and did all, you know, did that for years. And I started working for the city of Greenville uh, as a transportation department. And I had, scanned across some what I guess Calvinism and uh and I, I didn't understand it and I mentioned it to one of my coworkers who happened to be the transportation planner and he also was a Presbyterian pastor and he was like oh so you you know about you heard about Calvinism reform theology I said man I, I kind of scanned through it and I think I found it through a YouTube search I was just I was a big YouTube researcher you right. know I think I got a degree yeah. from YouTube and uh <laughs> <laughs> and so um, he offered to uh, for me to come to his office every day for lunch. And he literally walked me through the Westminster Confession 
uh, line by line. Yeah, every day he he was like, he read the line. We talked about it. We looked at the scripture references. I mean, we took our time, went through the whole thing. And by the end of it, I was pretty sure, yeah, I'm I'm reformed. I'm a Calvinist, you know. And then uh, I started, you know, bringing it over to my wife, introducing her to it, to the children. And uh, and, and that's pretty much how it, how it started. He actually, he gave me the Ligonier app, you know, which was gold. I was like eating up all the teaching, you know, eating, eating, eating. Then he, I found out about RefNet. So that was like every day still is. And then um, I I found out about, you know, Dr. MacArthur. And so I had his app and then I found out about podcasts. I was like, oh, wow, here we go. And so, you know, I I have it set up now, literally, you know, not saying it's just because you're on here, but my listeners know. I listen to Renewing Your Mind every morning. I listen to The Briefing every morning, except this month because he's taking a break. (laughs) I listen to... uh, to grace. Yeah. I listen to grace to you. Like that's part of my everyday devotion. Uh, and, and, and all of those, those, uh, mediums, uh, I guess inspired me to start the bar podcast, biblical right. reform. Uh, number one, because I wanted to bring the sound teaching to the African-American audience, of course, but then also it was broader than that. Cause originally my, my team, we thought we were going to call it black and reform and i was like no 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 let's let's keep it broad you know <laughs> so so we, we went with biblical reform and um and, and not only you know has it you know blessed the african-american community but uh just people as a whole man and and what i like that's why i love what i do i enjoy it so much um because these mediums podcasts sermons all of that helped me grow to the christian that i am today well, you know, this has been a blessing for me, Dwayne, to, to hear your story. And, you know, earlier you mentioned the Westminster Confession of Faith. And, and I remember um, when I first opened it up, uh, I had an aunt uh, from, from, from South Georgia who, who was a Baptist, and, and she gave me a copy of, of G.I. Williamson's uh, commentary on the Westminster Confession of Faith. And, and mm. the reason she did is she, she, she knew that we were, uh, had, had started attending this PCA church in Jacksonville. And, and, uh, and my mother, uh, my late mother, and, and she is in heaven with, with the Lord. But she, mm-hmm. she told me when we started attending this church, she said, be careful because these Presbyterians believe in predestination. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so my aunt gave me a copy of the Westminster Confession, and, and I said, well, Aunt Margaret, I, I thought you were a Baptist. And she said, well, I'm a Reformed Baptist. <laughs> mm, and gotcha. uh, at that time, I really didn't know what, I mean, what that meant. But anyway, right. I, before I even read, and I, I wanted to know if this is what, you you noticed as well before I even began reading the Westminster Confession of Faith. What struck me as I opened up the pages was that the text of the confession itself was much smaller than the biblical proofs that were underneath that text. Mm. So, for mm-hmm. example, here mm-hmm. I'm, I've opened my copy up to Chapter Three of God's Eternal Decree, and it says, "God from all eternity did, by the most wise and holy counsel of His own will." freely and unchangeably ordain whatsoever comes to pass. Well, that struck me just from the beauty of those words. But then mm. that's only just a 25%. The text of the confession only makes, takes up 25% of this right. page. The, the, the right. rest of it is biblical proofs. And, 
Yep. It struck me that everything that the confession says is backed up by Scripture, and that made a mm-hmm. huge impression on me. And I began mm-hmm. to, to look at those scriptural references, and I saw, yes, this is true. This is this is not made up out of whole cloth. This is actually backed up by God's word. Right, right, yeah. That that actually it did it gave me the same I guess feeling, uh, especially coming out of Word of Faith because you know there is God said and you know and no 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 backup no scripture no proof. Right. But here it was a, a statement and then so many uh, uh, references and and like I said, uh, the guy blessed Greg, Pastor Greg, uh, for doing that. But we literally we looked at the references like we we took our time. And he made sure that I, there was no question that I understood what was going on. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. Anything else you want to ask well, me? <laughs> well, I, what, what, uh, which of Dr. Sproul's books or his teaching series made the biggest impression on you? Um, well, it's almost cliche to say the holiness of God, but that's, that is, you know, that, that is life changing. You know, um, it was it actually wasn't the first book I read from him, though. I actually read what is Reformed Theology first uh, when I was still trying to figure out what I was doing, what was going on. But right, that right. the holiness of God definitely uh, is it's a pillar. You know, it's, it's just one of those those books. Um, and actually, me and my wife kind of challenged ourselves this summer to uh, to read, you know, three books The you know, June, July, August. And and my three were uh, the holiness of God, the holiness of God, uh, desiring God, and knowing God. You know, so it's just it it's just one of those those pieces that that's timeless. That every time you read it, you know, it makes you, uh, like you said, realize the 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 vastness of God. And so that's definitely the yeah. the the number one book for sure. As far as teachings. Oh man, I you know like I told you, I, I I was and still is to some point. I actually read a little bit more now than I did before. But YouTube is like life, especially for me working working at night. I'll just throw something on. So I think I've listened to everything Ligonet ever put out on YouTube um, by now, if <laughs> well, not twice. That is so good to know. And yeah, I, I would agree that the holiness of God is is the book that. Uh, uh, that really put Dr. Sproul's name on, on the uh, on the map, and uh, it, it mm-hmm. had the biggest impression on me. And I, um, I'm privileged to have one of the original uh, editions of that book that he signed for me way back long before I wow. came to work here, when he came to speak uh, at an event uh, in Jacksonville, Florida, back in the '90s when we were still living there. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's made a it, it made a big impression on me and. You know, I just um, I, I continue to be amazed at God's grace in my life. Uh, you know, I was just kind of reflecting on this uh, today. As a matter of fact, I I, I mentioned Dwayne that I still have a, a love and an interest in sports, and uh, mm-hmm. I was reading about you know a couple of sports figures whose names have been in the the news. I won't go into to that. Uh, right, there's no need right. to mention it, but. It, it struck me that there have been a lot of commentators on television and columnists in the newspaper who have been sort of the judge, jury, and executioner for these particular sports figures. And mm-hmm. it struck me that that must be a wearying job to be <laughs> a judge, jury, and executioner <laughs> in, in those cases. But right. 
you know, they were they were in one case, there was a, a moral failing for this particular person. And uh, so easy to condemn these people. And, and I, I thought, you know, the, the only difference between that person and and me is they got caught. <laughs> and exactly. I, I realized, exactly. you know, I'm just, you know, I, I'm a. Uh, in, in terms, in God's eyes, uh, the, the the nature of my sinful flesh self is that uh, I deserve condemnation and uh, mm-hmm. deserve God's wrath. But uh, because He loved me, He was willing to punish His own Son uh, so that He could yes. bring a people unto Himself. And the fact that I'm included in that uh, that nation. Um, as Peter described, we are a holy nation of people belonging to God. That I would be part of that is 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 truly amazing. And uh, so it, it it just has struck me over the last couple of days as, as I've seen these wow. these uh, headlines in the in the in the news. Yeah, that's that that is very true. You see it every day. You see it every day. Not realizing, you know. Dude, like my grandma always say, when you point a finger, there's uh, three more pointing back at you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, so um, uh, in this segment, I guess, uh, unless you, you got another question for me. No, I, I just wanted you to know what a blessing it is to hear your story. And I, I do have to tell you, Dwayne, that uh, I think it was about three years ago, we held a regional conference in Philadelphia. And we had, I, I was amazed and struck uh, by the, the 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 large number of African American believers who came to our conference and were just mm-hmm. soaking all of this up and it was such an encouragement to to all of us on the staff and to Dr. Sproul and it it really let me know that there is an awakening within the African American evangelical community to these great truths yes, that, uh, that that uh, you and I have been talking about here today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is so, so true. And, uh, you know, my prayer is that it continues and um, that the bar provide as much as possible uh, for for people looking for that, you know, um, looking for those resources and looking for this great truth. Um, Man, I have truly, truly enjoyed this so much. Um, And I always end my show with two, quote unquote, bar signature questions and I'm going to go ahead and ask them now. So get ready. <laughs> okay. The, right. uh, the first bar signature question is what kind of music do you listen to? Like if let's <laughs> say not, not counting, not counting what's playing on RefNet, like when you in your car alone or if you in the house <laughs> and you plug up the iPhone, turn on the record or put in the CD, what will we hear playing? <laughs> Well, it would be a variety. I'm looking. Let me let me call up my playlist. And, and uh, there you go. So there would be some '60s in there. I, I love the the British invasion, the Spencer Davis group, uh, for example. Um, I, I love the Motown. I, I really was in, in terms of uh, of of soul music. I was really into the the Memphis uh, scene, that uh, Booker T and the MGs and. And Otis okay. Redding, uh, that that uh, that was that was big for me. But I also loved, uh, you know, of course, the Temptations and the and the Four Tops, um, mm-hmm. uh, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Any song that they did was was big for me. I, I got into the 
Uh, I got into the, the, the early 70s popular music of the Eagles. Uh, I loved the Almond Brothers, uh, the Marshall Tucker Band. I kind of got into that. Um, so a lot of, my playlist consists of a lot of older music like that. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly like Eric Clapton and uh, a little bit of country music here and there. But uh, Okay, okay. Uh, so does that answer your question? That, that's yeah, kind of yeah, a wide range of uh, that. But I love, uh, in terms of uh, hymnody, I, I, I love classical hymns and uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. love singing the great uh, classic hymns of the church. Uh, oh, for mm-hmm. a thousand tongues to sing. Uh, praise my soul, the King of Heaven. Uh, those those hymns mean a great deal to me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's awesome. All right. Well, the next bar signature question is: What podcasts or sermons do you listen to? But you might, you know, probably don't have to do any of that because you sit in front of <laughs> Dr. R.C. Sproles every now and again. So that's kind of unfair. But if there are any that you listen to. I listen to uh, Dr. Moeller in the briefing quite a bit. I'll, I'll be glad when he comes back off his uh, uh, month-long sabbatical. Uh, I listen to uh, The World and Everything in It by World Magazine. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. I love to listen to Dr. Derek Thomas preach. I love to listen to any of Ligonier's teaching fellows preach. Uh, they all bring... right. Uh, a, a different style, a different delivery, but uh, yeah, Dr. Ferguson, Dr. Uh, Lawson, uh, Dr. Godfrey, I love to listen to, to to them all preach, and of course, right. Dr. Sproul. Of course, and, but of course. I'll tell yes. you this, Dwayne, I, I've added a new podcast here, and it's it's the BAR podcast <laughs> you are winning sir you are winning <laughs> Listen, I, 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 when you I, I was not familiar with your podcast until you so graciously invited me to attend but i wanted to know more about you and and i listened to yeah. to to uh to one of them and uh so i'm just honored that that you would want me to be uh included in in, uh, wow. in, in the list of dignitaries that you brought on to this uh, podcast. <laughs> Amen, sir. I appreciate that. That that means a lot. So you beat me to my, my little punchline. Usually when people name off, they leave me off. And I say, why don't you just add some bar <laughs> in there somewhere? But you are, you're ahead of the game. Uh, and it's, it's awesome that you mentioned uh, 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 Derek Thomas. You know, he's in Columbia, uh, South Carolina. Um, right. And, and uh, I actually spoke with him on... Uh, Tuesday. So we're just you thankful, did. man, that I did. I did. <laughs> God is just he, doing some great is, things, man. I, I'm excited. He is a wonderful man. He um, he brings the, the intellect of a, of a theologian and seminary professor and the heart of a pastor to his ministry. And uh, mm-hmm. we are we are grateful that uh, he is one of our teaching fellows. I had a I was going through a rather significant health issue. Uh, issue about a year and a half ago and uh, a friend of mine uh, unbeknownst to me had let Derek know about that and within moments Derek had contacted me to let let mm. me know he was praying for me at the Lord by his good providence allowed me to get through that um, unscathed uh, but uh, I've never forgotten Derek's kindness to me and um, right. just so grateful for him and in his ministry there at First Presbyterian in Columbia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome, awesome guy. Good stuff. Well, sir, man, this has been awesome. Great, 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 great conversation. 
Um, and you've actually kind of done this already, but I always like to give you space at the end to uh, say whatever you want to say, uh, shout out or announce anything you want to announce. Um, and uh, just keep in mind, this show probably won't air until September, end of August, September, just in case there's okay. like any dates or anything. But I'm going to give you the floor here. Well, I, I appreciate. It. I, I don't know that I have really anything profound to say, other than, and I'm I'm grateful to the good Lord that, as I mentioned earlier, that, um, you know, I, I think that the the, the gospel, Dwayne, is is wrapped up in 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 one verse, and my favorite, and probably default verse that I go to is Second Corinthians five twenty one. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Uh, that, that verse encapsulates the gospel. Just one verse tells it. The, the great exchange that God is holy, we're not. Uh, there, there has to be an exchange. And God took on our sin. He put it on Christ and then gives us, in exchange, uh, his righteous robes. Uh, we are clothed in the righteousness of Christ. It is an alien righteousness. Um, we don't deserve it. And uh, it, it, I've always heard that, you know, that the complaint about the election is that uh, it, it makes you uh, conceited or, or, or proud. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Just the opposite. Uh, just the opposite. Yes. You know, it, 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 why would God choose someone like me, uh, someone who <laughs> right. is Ill, ill-deserving of his grace? Um, so I, I, I bow before him in, in humble reliance in all that I do, grateful for all that he's done in my life. Uh, so that's about as, that's about all the preaching I'll do. But I, I'll, I'll just extend an, I'll, I'll extend an invitation to you and to everyone who might be listening to come visit us here at Ligonier in Sanford, Florida. We're just off of yes. I four. We have a beautiful thirty four acre campus with filled with live oak trees that are covered in. Spanish moss. We have about a dozen orange trees. So in February, March, April, those trees are blossoming with that beautiful, fragrant orange blossom smell. And it's just a great place to be. And wow. come worship with us at St. Andrew's Chapel here, which is co-located on our campus. And uh, here, Dr. Sproul and Dr. Burke Parsons and other of our teaching fellows preach. We'd love to have any and all come and visit us. Awesome. Awesome. That's good. And see, I'm, you know, I'm I'm having all you guys on. My little side plan is that you guys uh, let me come to the conference, like somebody sponsored me to the conference or something, you know, so <laughs> just pass the word around. <laughs> we'll be glad to do that, Dwayne. We'll be glad to do that. Uh, uh, you, you have been a, you've been a great encouragement to me just to, you know, just to be able to, to have this conversation with you. And I, I'm I'm very grateful to you. Yes, sir. And I am so thankful to you, sir, for uh, coming on and and, uh, being with us and and sharing with us and interviewing me. You know, I don't get to talk that much. I try to (laughs) stay stay to myself. I appreciate the outlet. Do you do you like you you being from eastern North Carolina? Are you still an eastern North Carolina barbecue fan? Of course I am. That's the only way to make it, sir. (laughs) It's the only way to make it. Well, I, I, I do miss it. We live down here in Florida. We don't get Eastern Carolina barbecue, but I do miss that. I, there's a restaurant that we, anytime we're heading back up to Virginia, we always stop and <laughs> get our fill of Eastern Carolina barbecue and hush puppies. <laughs> you better believe it. 
Now you're talking. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, my dad is one of the best barbecue cookers there is. Um, and then when he got high blood pressure, he started barbecuing turkey. So, we, you know, <laughs> we, we made it work. Yes, sir. So, yeah, Eastern North Carolina for sure. Yes, sir. Well, again, I, I appreciate you, sir. Thank you guys for checking us out another Tuesday. Make sure you go to the website thebarpodcast.com make sure you subscribe to the email list uh, be on the lookout for some great things coming uh, we're excited um, make sure you guys check out Renewing Your Mind uh, if you haven't um, please do so I would definitely have show notes with the link to that awesome uh, show where you can hear uh, Mr. Webb and, and Dr. Sproles and, and sometimes other awesome uh, guests teaching the word um, it's a great way to start your day uh, great way to 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 get in the word and and, and just expand your devotion and uh, if nothing else we're out of here god bless you What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get a invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there